Welcome to the Seek First podcast with Steve and Jordan. This is a podcast about seeking first the kingdom of God where we work, live, and play. The content of each podcast will correspond to the current sermon series at Ontario Christian Church, current events that rise up, and also to the church calendar. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to the Seek First Podcast with Stephen Jordan. We're, this is uh, episode 25, and we're going to continue uh, the series that we started last week out of 1 Corinthians chapter 13, uh, dealing with love, what is it and what it isn't. And uh, this week we're going to be looking at uh, kind and patient as the two aspects out of that passage to kind of unpack a little bit. And uh, what we've been talking about is the fact that love uh, doesn't end like a Hallmark movie oftentimes. There's a lot of complexities that come to loving one another. Um, and I think there's a lot of misunderstanding when it comes to what is love. And so we want to kind of take some time over the next few weeks to kind of unpack what is love and how do we, uh, how do we interact with one another in uh, a biblical way, like the, a godly way that kind of gives us an understanding of uh, working out our love, God's love with one another, um, kind of just looking, I guess, at the complexities of it. It is not as easy as it is, as it sounds sometimes. And it's not just a feeling, so we want to make sure that we have an understanding that it goes way beyond just a feeling as well. Feelings come and go, uh, but love remains the same, remains steady. So we want to kind of unpack that. So Jordan, what are we going to be looking at uh, in those two areas this week? Yeah, just to keep a couple of our um, main ideas that we established last week before us um, as we seek to define as you said, what biblical love is and what it is not. Uh, primarily, biblical love is a person, and that person is God. And we talked last week about how in Colossians 1.15, it says that Jesus is the image of the invisible God. And so Jesus came and put on display uh, what primarily was invisible before, that being God and who he is. And so love is a person, and that person, again, is God, and that person came and was Jesus in the flesh. And so love is a person, and we learn to love. We learn how to love by being loved by Jesus. And talked about how Paul does define what love is, again, in 1 Corinthians 13, as you said, in verse 4, where he says that love is patient and kind. And let, we'll go ahead and read the rest of it. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. And what we want to do is take each week, take each uh, podcast episode and unpack each line that Paul says. And so today we're going to focus on love is patient and kind. And so just to kind of lay the framework, we want to first look at um, what Again, love is a person, and we learn to love by being loved by Jesus. So where can we find in the scriptures them talking about God being patient and kind? Well, it's all over the place, and that's what we're going to spend uh, our time doing today, talking about the scriptures that talk about God as patient and kind, and then how can we become patient and kind people in our efforts to love one another biblically. And so should we start in Exodus 34? Yeah, go for it. Great. So this uh, this passage in Exodus 34, when the Lord passed before passes before Moses, and it says that he proclaims his name, um, is the most often, i got to think about how to say this, the most often quoted 
passage in scripture by scripture. Like you see what God says to Moses all over the Psalms. You see it uh, all over the prophets and throughout the New Testament as well. And just in verse 6, it says, The Lord passed before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. And obviously, that goes on to say more, but what we want to focus on today is it says slow to anger. Um, this is this is the idea of, of long-suffering. We uh, went through a study in Gentle and Lowly probably about a year ago in Sunday School. Does that mm-hmm. sound about yeah, right? that's about right. That's a great book if you have not read that book. I cannot recommend that book enough, and I know I speak for Steve when mm-hmm. I say the same. Absolutely. Um, that and it talks about in that book that when it says Dane Orland's the author when he, when it talks about um, slow to anger, it actually means long suffering, uh, the, this ability to bear with, and it you know that's at the end of First Corinthians thirteen that love bears all things. It's to bear with one another's weaknesses and one another's failures and one another's struggles. And God Himself is slow to anger, and He also talks about how. Um, it never says that God is slow to love. Um, and and to flip that another way, God needs to be provoked to anger. He does not need to be provoked to love. Love is uh, natural to him. And he get, God does get angry um, when injustice happens or when um, we do things we are called not to because he does love us. And so... But the point there being slow to anger is it's like God bears with us and is patient with us in our failings, in our struggles, and that is what love is. It, it, love is patient. Love bears with. And so anything you want to add there, Steve? Uh, the only thing that I would add is the fact that, that this is like contrary to human nature. Like we have a tendency within our own selves to be kind of opposite of what God is towards us in this moment as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, slow to anger is kind of a hard thing for us. There's a natural thing within us that kind of gets fired back up quickly, especially with self-defense. And um, so when we look at God's love towards us, it should inform us then of how we are to love others. And I know it kind of step in the head quite a bit, but we'll unpack that some more as we look at some other scriptures down the road. But <clears throat> God, the reason you're going over these texts is to remind us of the fact this is who God is with us. And if mm-hmm. God is this way with us, then he's then calling us in 1 Corinthians 13 to be this to others. So Jordan, I know you had other texts that you wanted to look at uh, in regards to who God is and how he is to us. And I think one of them was Second uh, Peter 3.9, if I'm not mistaken. You are not mistaken. Mm-hmm. We'll go ahead and jump there. And again, like you just said, under the idea that we're trying to get a picture of, of who God is, and then God calls us to go and then imitate him. and go and, I mean, we're made in his image to image him back to the world, and mm-hmm. especially in a relationship with one another. And as you said, it, it's not always easy, and our default posture towards one another isn't kindness and patience. Um, it says, the Lord, in Second Peter 3, 9, the Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise, as some count slowness, but is patient towards you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. Here we see Peter say that the Lord is patient toward you. And, and, and he his God's intention by being patient towards us, and I think patient toward his return, is he wants all to reach repentance. And just let's just think about this for a second. The fact that Peter is saying that God is patient is a big deal. Because Jesus was very patient with Peter. Jesus rebuked Peter at times. Jesus had to uh, call Peter out at times. But he was patient and long-suffering with Peter as Peter uh, failed and struggled and 
doubted and all the things that he went through. So I think it's just important to point out that Peter's saying this, that that um, God is patient toward us and patient in fulfilling his promise, desiring that all should uh, reach repentance. And just the idea there of, of patience and long-suffering, again, as, as central to who God is and slow to anger. Um, and you had mentioned kindness, and I, this thought just came to me. Um, and we've kind of defined patience, but I guess if we're going to define kindness. What I think about, you know, and you kind of gave it against the backdrop of some interesting things that the world thinks of when they think of kindness. Um, and I kind of think of approachable or, or, or warm and kind of in the line with gentle and lowly in Matthew 11, 28 through 30, when Jesus says that he's gentle and lowly in heart, like God is approachable. God is kind. God is kind of like a warm person towards us. And does that make sense what I'm saying? Yeah, I think it does. I think that Christianity in the past has been kind of seen as a rough belief system that's like black and white and you're either in or out and very little room for a growth to occur in people. Like we, Mm. and I think kind of leaning into this kindness allows that ability to approach one another as if, Hey, I've been there or I understand or, um, without Christ, we all would struggle with that. Even in Christ, I struggle with it. And so kindness, I think extends a hand of mercy and grace to somebody and saying, um, yeah, the approachable piece of let's walk this out together. That's kindness instead of blocking somebody out from getting healing or help. Um, which to me, this all kind of begins to go to together in the piece of, walking this out with one another. And I, before we did this podcast, we were talking a little bit about it. And I think there's something inside of us that says, you know what? Hey, I've arrived here. Why aren't you here with me? You should Mm. be just like I am. I've Mm -hmm. grown. Why aren't you growing? And then we kind of forget the fact that it took a lot within us, a lot of patience and kindness of the Lord to allow us to experience things, to get where we finally are. And we have a lot more growth to do. And we kind of write people off like you should be right here with me or ahead of me. And and we forget to extend what's been extended to us. Mm -hmm. And we kind of, we forget how long it takes sometimes for us to grow. uh, And we don't want to remember the process that it it took for us to be uh, bearing the fruit of the spirit uh, with patience and kindness. And so I think that we have to um, extend our hand backward towards others as well, um, just as God has done for us. And so for me, I guess the next passage kind of unpacks some of those things, if you don't mind if I jump there real quick. Yeah, go for it. Ephesians 4, Paul talking to the church, reminds the church that um, he says, I urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called. And this walk that he's talking about is basically, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live not I, but Mm -hmm. Christ lives within me. So that's the walk. The walk is the, uh, is a crucifixion and resurrection walk, right? Change, new creation. Uh, but that means there's been a lot of processing that occur within us in order to become the new creation mm-hmm. and continues to go on. Verse 2, uh, he says, With all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love. And, of course, we're, we're kind of hanging out in the word patient there. Um, and so that this journey of life, this journey of pursuing the kingdom of God, um, is we have we learn patience through trials and mm-hmm. you don't grow in these things unless they're tested which we've talked about a little bit in the past of patience is doesn't bear fruit until you have to get into a situation where impatience would be natural right mm-hmm. to jump the gun or react or whatever so patience is actually bears the most fruit when tested when things are going against what would uh, allow us to be patient you know um so he goes on to say, eager to maintain the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. So we're supposed to be 
walking in this way with humility, gentleness, patience, bearing with one another in love, um, because our goal is to be unified in this spirit and the bond of peace. And he goes on to say there's one body, uh, one baptism, one spirit, uh, one faith, one Lord, one God of Father above all. I'm kind of paraphrasing at this point, but the point being that um, I may be at a certain point in my journey right now, but it took a lot for me to get there. And I need to be patient with another brother or sister in Christ that maybe is a little further back in their journey uh, and walk with them in such a way that brings them to where they need to be. But I walk with it with patience. What I, what God extended to me, I need to extend to others. And it's hard. Like this is hard work um, where we're crucifying the flesh and living in the spirit and walking in the spirit instead of um, reacting. And I, I think we need to be very aware of the fact that a lot of our sin issues that, that cause between us as individuals is reaction. It's reactive mm. um, and and not patient. It's it's uh, immediately demanding that somebody be where they, we think they should be right now and not allowing them to experience the same process that we've had to experience in order mm-hmm. to grow in patience mm-hmm. and to grow in kindness. Um, so just I guess I wanted to throw that out there because I think we have a tendency to, uh, within the faith, to expect people to be somewhere without actually having to go through the whole process of growing in that area. So thoughts? Yeah. And I think if we are, I think one of the best ways we can help others is to navigate situations that we ourselves have been through Mm -hmm. or growth points that are a few steps back behind us that we have navigated. Mm -hmm. And so if we fail to be patient with them and we expect them to be where we are without having the long suffering and the processing and the introspection that we had to have, but we expect them to be where we are. We almost short circuit how God could use us in their lives because mm-hmm. we expect them to be at a certain place. And I think just walking alongside of somebody who's been in a similar situation, we have an ability to speak in and empathize in a way that somebody who hasn't walked through that situation doesn't quite have because they haven't had the same experience. Mm-hmm. Not that they can't speak in, but we just have a, a, an ability to walk alongside. So I totally agree. And the aspect of bearing with one another love and being patient with one another. Um, and that mentioned there, eager to maintain the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. That just made me think of patience as, and kindness as a fruit of the spirit. Mm, absolutely. And, you know, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. You know, these are, things that will be present in the life of someone who has the spirit of God at work in them, which is convicting because it, it, it's going to be born in our lives if the spirit is at work. So yeah, definitely agree there. And in this process, it also means that um, the irony is, is that if we are not patient with somebody, we're being impatient and we're demanding that they be somewhere where they need to process to get to be that to that point. Um, and that God is actually teaching us deep matters of our own hearts in that moment. He's being gracious to us. He's kind of like, listen, you're struggling with, uh, you know, bearing this fruit right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And so sometimes God will allow somebody else's ignorance for our growth as well, right? Mm -hmm. And so the fact that I'm walking with somebody who's going through this and looking from a 100-foot elevated view down on their life, we're like, well, good grief, if you just did this, it'd all be better, you know? And so, mm-hmm. and yet they choose not to, or they choose a harder route, and uh, we become impatient with them, expect them to move somewhere. It's almost as if um, we got to be careful to let the Spirit of the Lord move and not us be the Savior. We are not somebody's Savior. Mm-hmm. We, we, we do these things to draw people to Christ, right? Um, and so 
sometimes people's ignorance is also our opportunity to grow in, in patience and long suffering and in kindness. In other words, I would normally respond, respond rather in the flesh, short, uh, temper type response, like get your act together. What are you thinking? Mm -hmm. And the Lord is saying, no, I'm going to need to extend my kindness just as I've extended to you in this moment. Um, show them, give them another chance, show them another way, keep to walk with them. Don't give up. There's something greater than, uh, at play than even, than even you in this moment. So, and, um, the, the one, the one spirit piece also, like when we're like, if you, let's just say you and I were to have a tiff, this hasn't occurred, right? But let's just say you and I have an argument over something, um, and we can't come to an agreement on it, on it. And we see that in the Bible on a couple of occasions where that does occur. Um, but the Scripture is also reminding us that the unity of the Spirit is at play here. And so somebody's got to be off, or maybe both of us, if the tiff isn't leading us towards Christ but away from Christ one of us, or maybe both of us, are listening to the flesh instead of the Spirit, because according to this, the Spirit should unite us, not divide us. And mm -hmm. so um, we need to be more introspective. We talked about this before, and I want to hear your, your what you have to say about this, but we need to be more introspective about what's being triggered in us when mm -hmm. we become impatient or unkind. Um, sometimes it is the other person, but a lot of times it's in us as far as our uh, sinful responses or shortness in response. And so to slow down and consider what is it in me that is responding in such a way of impatience or unkindness? What is going on? What's been triggered? What's happening in my own heart? What is it that I need to fix or to surrender to the Lord? So there's some things that I guess pop out to me about Ephesians 4. This passage here is um, that, you know, one spirit shouldn't shouldn't be creating these divisions. It should be creating unity. And so if we're not unified, then there may be something inside of me beyond just thinking process, but there may be something inside of me that's sinful. So your thoughts on that? Yeah, totally agree. I think the process of becoming patient and kind is a difficult process and it takes a lot of work. I don't know if we can do it without the introspection because there are things that get poked in us. There are things that get rubbed up against in us and cause us to be impatient or unkind. And like you said, sometimes it is the other person. But even in the event that it is the other person, we are called to grow in the same love that God has shown us. And he has showed us abundant kindness and patience and, and loved us in that way. And so I think acknowledging what is it that's getting pricked in us when we are impatient or unkind with somebody and naming that, and it's really the process, that's that's the process of becoming patient and kind, is we have to acknowledge those things and work them out and a lot of times repent of them um, and confess them to the Lord. Like, we, Lord, I need you to help me with this. Um, I This is getting poked in me, and I, I, need, I need to work through it in order to be patient with a person in XYZ with whatever it is that's getting poked at me. So those are just my thoughts. Yeah, and I, that is the definition of love in a lot of ways, right, is the reality mm -hmm. of doing the hard work of not trying to fix you but fix me right now. Right. <clears throat> right. That is love. The most loving thing we can do sometimes is, you know, to put ourselves before the throne of God and say, where am I messing up in this, Lord? Do the work that needs to be done so that I can be who you've called me to be in this. In spite of the fact the other person may not respond in a positive manner, mm -hmm. I'm still called to uh, to bring this before the Lord and deal with my stuff uh, when it comes to this. The other piece that I'm thinking about when it comes to kindness and um, 
patience is that, uh, like, if you do come to conclusions about yourself, um, you need to humbly, and you have dealt with the Lord with it, then I think you do need to humbly talk to the other individual about your own stuff. Like, mm. I, this is some self-awareness that I've had recently about how I'm treating you, and I've come to the awareness that this is, uh, I'm causing, I'm being a stumbling block to you. And Because I think sometimes we just kind of like, well, it's between me and God, and I fix it, and that's true. I think it's the most important step. Mm-hmm. The secondary is for the other individual to know that you've processed this mm-hmm. as well, so that uh, this is maybe not part of this podcast, but I have found that if I don't communicate to people and they don't communicate to me, I will naturally fill in the blanks of who I think they are with mm-hmm. my own thoughts. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Mm-hmm. And so when it comes to even fixing some of these things, like if I begin to grow in patience, it should be a fruit that's obvious over time. Lord willing, would give us that opportunity with each other. Uh, kindness should be the same. Um, but the other piece being for me not to also tell the person that, that I'm struggling with or that I'm struggling to be kind with, if I don't acknowledge that verbally to them, they have no idea what's going on in my head and heart and they will fill in the blanks. So kindness communicates Mm -hmm. as well. That's what kindness does. It communicates and it takes opportunities to talk about stuff. Um, And I think this is maybe where that definition of kindness gets a little fuzzy as Americans. We think kindness is like just brush it off and pretend like it didn't happen. Mm -hmm. That is not always kind. Right. It can sometimes be the opposite of kind Mm -hmm. because then the person sitting there filling in all the blanks of what they think they've done wrong or what you've done wrong and trying to figure things out. And we have these head games that we will play in our own minds to try to figure stuff out. And we come to conclusions that may or may not be right. And I've found it often are wrong um, if we don't talk it out. And so kindness sometimes does bring these things before one another in humility and uh, approaches the subject and communicates and talks it through. And I'm grateful for the Lord because that's what he does with us in kindness. <laughs> mm-hmm. He says, this is the way of life. This is the way of death. This is what's going to happen if you pursue this. He confronts us with what we're doing right, like well done, good and faithful servant type passages, but he also confronts us with where we're off a little bit, and that's kind. And I think that's where we get confused because mm-hmm. we think that kindness means let's just not talk about it. Mm-hmm. Let's not talk about the fact that you just did that. That is not kind nor love sometimes. Right. And um, it's his kindness that leads us to repentance. Correct. And so it's this yeah. like that dance is is hard because there are, you know, we're we're trying to define biblical love and then we're trying love is defined biblically as patient and kind so now we're trying to define kindness and there's so many things that we're competing against when we try to define it Mm. you know things that are like i just i think of christians when we don't show kindness in the positive sense of the word and being like approachable and warm towards Mm. people Mm -hmm. then unbelievers have a tendency to look upon and say, I don't want anything to do with your Jesus. Mm -hmm. But then the flip side is we also have to emphasize the bearing with one another and the speaking the truth in love like you just did. And so, I don't know, I feel like there's this hard tension we're trying to walk. Mm -hmm. And I think it's summed up in kindness leads to repentance Mm -hmm. and and how God does that. But I may have cut you off. No, you're fine. No, you're good. It's right on. It's good. And I just kind of just slowing it down to think about the fact that um, maybe some of our definitions are off. <laughs> the, the bottom line is, as Christians, and mm-hmm. to go to the scriptures like this and think about. Um, so Ephesians four is basically talking about the fact there's probably things going on in the church within the brotherhood and sisterhood, right? right? And so these things are brought before us because we're supposed to maintain the unity of spirit. We should be eager to do so. We have to bear with one another. We wouldn't even say that. You wouldn't, wouldn't say bear with one another in love if mm. we had nothing to bear between mm-hmm. each other. And so the assumption in this text is 
stuff's going down. Like things are happening within relationships within the church that are bad, that are frustrating. Um, and so he's trying to bring it back around to um, approaching one another in, in such a way that edifies one another, challenges each other, and glorifies God. So uh, we have another text, I think. And, uh, yeah, Colossians 3. Yeah, go for it. All right. Put on then. This is uh, Colossians three twelve through 15. Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other, as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony, and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. So some of the similar themes here of, of kindness and patience and the idea of that being expressed and bearing with one another and forgiving each other. Um, and he, then he references, as the Lord has forgiven you, so you must also forgive. So there's this there's this interchange between what I receive from God and then I then show to other people. Mm-hmm. And I think that is why, I mean, it's so clear when Jesus talks about the first and greatest commandment and the second one that is like it. Like our... Our, whole, our vertical relationship with God is expressed in our horizontal relationship with others. Like what we perceive and receive from God is what we will show others. And so it's the idea that my relationship with other people is inseparably linked to my relationship with God. And I think as Christians, we forget that. Like you, we are called to love the same way God has loved us. And as we've said a lot throughout this podcast, that is being patient and long-suffering and bearing with one another and walking with one another and being kind to one another. So any thoughts you have out of that Colossians passage? Well, I don't want to unpack the first two because we just did that more or less. And it's Paul, and he kind of has this theme, and it's a great theme. And Mm -hmm. then in 14, above all, put these, right? Above all these, put on love. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's obvious that this is not a natural These things are not natural mm-hmm. to us. It's bore by the Spirit of the Lord. And we have to make a conscious decision to walk these things out, uh, just as God has made the conscious decision to be this with us. We mm-hmm. have to make the decision to be this with other people. Um, and so it, literally to put on love, what's he saying? He's put on Christ, right? Right. Which binds everything together in perfect harmony. Um, and so, I, and I like this next, the next part in 15 where he says, and let the peace of mm-hmm. Christ rule in your hearts. Because there's this natural thing. We don't want it sometimes. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want the Lord to correct me and make things be at peace. I prefer sometimes there to be tension because I can control my attitude, control things with tension, right? Right. Um, and so here he's saying we've got to let the peace of Christ rule in our hearts. And so we, we um, at that moment, are giving him rule and reign and, and living in that rule and reign and not fighting it. Mm-hmm. And then the, you know, we let that peace rest upon us, to in, which indeed you were called in one body. And it, this last part, and be thankful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I'm supposed to be thankful that this isn't all roses and everything's great? Yeah, be thankful that the Lord has even extended his opportunity for you to have these mm-hmm. things. Uh, and that you've, you're having issues in life that you have to forgive each other. You're having stuff go on in your life where you have to learn how to be forbear, forbear with one another. Without that stuff, we wouldn't be growing as individuals um, and growing to produce fruit. And so we're supposed. The irony is we're supposed to be thank, grateful in all circumstances and thankful in all circumstances, 
well, those are the ones that test us the most. Mm-hmm. And so um, to rest in this is to um, to submit ourselves to the rule and reign of Christ and um, to put on love, to put on Christ, uh, which mm-hmm. means I have to put off myself, mm-hmm. right? And so that's that's the hard part. So any other closing thoughts you may have about this? Yeah, just the attention I feel, and I think we've said it, but just to kind of summarize it and maybe state it more clearly, um, we want to define love. Well, love is a person. Um, we want to grow in what that person is like. That person's Jesus. And so we need to, we learn to do that by being loved by him. And so I feel this gap between the fact that the fruit of the spirit is what it is. And it's, uh, when Paul says fruit of the spirit, he doesn't say plural. And so if the spirit is at work, you'll be bearing these things. Well, I feel a gap with the patience thing. And so it's kind of like, if it's a fruit of the spirit, how then do I how do I bear that? You know, if it's a work that he does, how, how, what can I do to become more patient and become kind? Like if we're, I know we've, we've kind of hit on it, but if we're going to summarize it, what do you think you'd say? Um, put on Christ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I submit to the Lord, rule and reign of Christ. I think yeah. that that's it. And understanding that um, in faith that he has this. Like, even though I'm a mess in this area, mm-hmm. um, that he has it. And so for me to submit to him in this stretches me then to bear his fruit. It isn't mine. And that's the other thing is don't be a glory hog. Mm. Like when mm-hmm. we do, when we start to grow in patience and kindness, give the glory to God because that was not us. That's mm. that's what the Lord is working in us and what he's working out of us is impatience mm. and mm-hmm. unkindness. That's mm-hmm. his work that we're submitting to in that. So that'd be my thoughts at least. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I think the only thing I'd add is just like be aware of the situations that come your way that are an opportunity for you to grow in patience and kindness and aware of what's getting pricked in you in those moments and what's going on and how you can bring that before the Lord. Because that is his rule and reign coming into our lives, opportunities to grow in these things. So, Absolutely. So uh, we thank you for listening this week. I uh, pray that this has been an encouragement and uh, we'll continue to unpack this passage as we go. I'm sure you'll have plenty of opportunities to grow in kindness and patience. Uh, maybe slow down a little bit when those opportunities do come your way and seek the Lord in it and uh, do the hard work of introspection to ask the Lord what it is within us, uh, when within yourself that needs to be uh, drawn out so that we can see Christ and we can reflect Christ even more in those situations. Thanks for listening. God bless. Thanks for listening to the Seek First podcast with Steve and Jordan. We hope you enjoyed the conversation today. If you have any comments, questions, or feedback, please feel free to reach out to us as well as any topics you would like us to consider in the weeks to come. We encourage you to continue to seek first the kingdom of God where you work, live, and play. Blessings. Blessings.